Hey, Christy. Hey, Edith. I've been waiting all week for you to lay some jokes on me. All righty. Do you know why writers are always cold, Edith? No. They are surrounded by drafts. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners from Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening has gotten very popular. And we've noticed more and more people picking our brains for tips and troubleshooting about gardening. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips. A fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down. Christy, what episode is it? 79. Did you think we would make 79 episodes? Yeah, isn't that something? It's really something. Congratulations. Congratulations. Are you exhausted? Yeah. What did we get for the 79th episode? Is there like, you know, like a wedding anniversary? Like, you know, 50 is the goal. Who would give us that? It's what just is 79? You, I don't know. Really a long time? A long effing time? <laughs> oh, well, I hope you had a good St. Patty's Day, and I hope your salary month, your national salary month is going well. Christy, I'm going to miss a celery month. Oh, I'm going to miss it too. I have winter sowed some celery seeds for you in a milk jug. You have? Thank yes, you. Thank you so very much. Good. You'll make sure that you go home with that and we'll see whose celery germinates first. Okay. Very good. Are you going to watch the Oscars? Uh, yeah, I usually do watch the Oscars. Indeed, I do, too. I do. Yeah, yeah. I don't like pay close attention. I'm not like on the couch without anything else going on because a lot of it gets really boring. But I just watch it because I want to see if something goes wrong. Oh, because it's live TV, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's fun. But we also have three really good hosts this year. Yeah, so that's I'm, true. I'm also curious about that because they're very funny. Because so many of the movies you can stream in so many different ways. I'm actually surprised. I've watched a lot of the movies that are out there this year. Usually uh -huh. I don't get a chance to watch that many until like many months after the Oscars. Yeah. So I'm yeah. kind of surprised I, I know so many of them. Well, it'll be exciting, and it's also, this is why this week we're doing, we're giving our Gardens Academy Awards. Yes, friends. So, hello, gardeners and wannabe gardeners out there. We This week's episode is all about our gardening Oscars. And some of the Oscars are not like an Oscar you would give to an actor. They're different, right? Sure, because we're different. And gardens are different. Gardens are not, you know, up and walk around, and they can't grab a... Uh, an Oscar in their hand. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> no. So listen, what's been going on in your garden? Well, I've been doing super garden cleanup, Edith. My compost pile is so full that I have to get out there this weekend and do some turning and moving around so yeah. I have room for more of the yeah. spring cleanup. It just, it's, over, it's overflowing with yeah. leaves and sticks and... All sorts of, and you know, of course, my table scraps and so all sorts of wonderful stuff. Well, you know, Christy, how uh, the the forecast calls for rain and snow. That is, I that is so tempting to me because I like planting the day before a rain or snow. Yeah. So I went out to put some stuff in my compost bin, and I ended up planting stuff. I ended up weeding. I couldn't help myself. Garden fever. Garden fever. Yeah, I was out there. I was out there a lot this week, and it feels so good to see what's alive, what's mm -hmm. what's grew too much, what. And all of a sudden, there's a hole here. I'm like, well, I got to put something there. Yeah, and it, this is a really perfect time to actually do some weeding 
because the weeds are still small. And even if the weeds are small, the tap root could be up to 18 inches. Like I pulled this one, a mallow. Uh-huh. But it came out real easy because we've had rain and stuff. So Isn't I did that some satisfying? weeding. Mm-hmm. Um, I found four little onions that were not frozen. Oh. Maybe I shouldn't have picked them, Christy. Maybe they would have grown. Maybe. But I picked them, so I did that. I pruned my peach tree. Oh, excellent. If Now's a good time to do it. This is a really good time. It's almost on the edge of too late. I bet I did it oh. like last week. How, well, what do you do to prune it? What are, what are some of the things you look out for, Edith? You don't ever want branches touching each other. So anytime they touch each other, I, I cut one of them. You don't want the kind of branches, Christy, you'll have a horizontal branch, and then you'll have a vertical one shooting up like a water spout. Get rid of that. Oh, okay. Don't don't leave that one on there, and I don't even know why, but I kept reading about that. Um, you want to make sure that the inside of your tree, all of it can get light mm. and air. So if it's too dense in there, that's not good. And then if you have a branch, and this is probably true for plums, apples, etc., that has a lot of little tiny branches on it, little offshoots, uh -huh. don't leave all of them on there because... They will all have a, a fruit, and it'll be too heavy for the tree. Oh. And they'll all end and up they'll really, be little, right? That's exactly okay. right. Okay. Thank you, Christy. Yes, they'll be little. Do you do a special kind of big pruners for that? I'm I've you got can't a use a hand, and use a hand pruner. I've got a you? couple different things. I I, ha I used a saw. I took down kind of a big branch. I have a lot of tools. I love having tools, so I did that. Well, <laughs> my handsome and handy husband this weekend, Edith, trimmed back, started trimming back all the trumpet vine. We do that oh. like every three years or so because if you don't, it just it'll take over the house. So, so explain to me like um, how much you took down and etc. Well, some of it looks like it's fifty feet long. Wow! It goes all the way up to the top of the house, and so basically he's trimming it back to like under the around under the window sills or things okay. like that. Okay, because it'll grow back, right? Oh, it grows back, and you know it's it leaves all these little I don't know how to call it, but it's like it it attaches with like little suckers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And every time we've had somebody come by to look at the tuck pointing at the house or to paint the trim, they always say, "Oh, you got to get rid of that trumpet vine because it's gonna you know it's wrecking mm -hmm. the yeah." But there there's no way of getting rid of it. Well, not only that, you love it because it it's has beautiful. nests in it for birds. Yeah. Oh, and it's beautiful. And oh, it keeps the so house cool in so the beautiful. summer. So yeah. And doesn't it doesn't it provi provide nectar for hummingbirds? Hummingbirds yeah. and butterflies so, and stuff. So, but it's a big mess to take it all down. So bless him for getting up on the ladder and taking all that stuff down. Yeah. Bless your handsome and handy. <laughs> okay. So do you know what I planted today? Hmm. Radishes. And Gustav salad, which is a new thing I'm trying. Gustav salad. Yeah, it's a it's a Dutch, and it's a little, it's kind of a little salad. It grows a head of butter lettuce. Ooh, that yes. sounds good. Oh, let us know how that goes. Oh my gosh, Christy, Christy, my lettuce, my renegade lettuce is up. The 150 heads. Yes. Oh, Edith, did you hear that? Thunder. Thunder. Oh, that's. Is it thunder snow? That's kind of cool, and it does that too out there. It is. Well, we'll take the rain. We'll take we'll take anything that we can get, really. <laughs> That's right. We'll take a jogger running by with some sweat. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take Just anything. sweat in my yard, folks. Yeah, Not too yeah, salty, though. So, so anyway, tell me about your lettuce. Well, it it's up. The little that's why another reason I started to plant today. I said to myself, Mother Nature is saying that the little seedlings will be okay if they come up. 
So I'm going to plant and see if, if it's true. So more lettuce. So much. I'm going to have, again, I'm going to have so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> but feel free to share. Oh, I will share. Indeed, I will. Um, can I do a, an apology? Who are you apologizing to? I need to apologize to our listener, Aaron. Okay. Because last week I was talking about um, how I love um, all my new seed catalogs and that we had a listener who called it garden porn and we thought that was so funny uh-huh. and I couldn't remember her name. Uh, yeah. So I went into our upside down tulips, you know, search box and I typed in the word porn. Uh-huh. As you do. As you do. Sure. And there was... Aaron's letter in the mailbag. Aaron. Aaron, I bet you're so proud. Your name is now forever associated with porn. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron, for that great letter a couple weeks ago. And now we all we will always call our C catalogs garden porn and we'll always credit you for it. Whether you want to or not, I guess. It's happening. There's no stopping us, is there, Christy? <laughs> Well, folks, if there are words or terms you don't understand or you want a good laugh, just go to our website and check out the Upside Down Dictionary. You can also find some fun things on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Now, for your general amusement and some informational material, we present The Little Seed Pot, a brand new pod play by the wonderful and talented Edith Weiss. <laughs> Hello. You're watching the new Oxygen and Tears Network featuring our new series, I'm a Little Seed Pot. It will manipulate your emotions, tug your heartstrings, and have way too many sad chord progressions and pensive piano music. Now, the time is... It's March, the place, a gardener's porch, where there sits a flat of seedlings who have not yet broken the soil. I'm in a little seed pot, short and stout. I'm a baby pepper, will I ever get out? Sigh. I know I'm supposed to turn into a beautiful plant, full of green peppers, but I'm still such a tiny seed in the dark, all alone. I know in my plant DNA, that's what's supposed to happen. I'm supposed to grow, but I'm a little chilly. Hmm, not the warmest day. I'll move these flats into the sun. Oh, that's good. How did she know? Hey. I'm thirsty. If I don't get some water soon, I'll die. I'll shrivel and dry up and die right here on this porch. Oh, you're so dry. Here. How did she know? Oh, good, I'm hydrating. Oh, this is so great. But I'm lonely. I'm so lonely. Cold, dark, alone. Wait, wait a minute. There seems to be a light above me and warmth. Oh, it's the sun and I'm growing. I've broken through the soil. 
I'm going to be big and strong and beautiful. Well, there you are, little pepper plant. A few more weeks and you'll be ready to go out in the garden. Wait, what, what, what? No, don't touch me. I like it right here. Leave me alone. It's May. Time to transplant. What's happening? I'm being moved. No. <gasps> and pulled up. Stop. What is happening? I will not survive this. Dig a hole. Put water in the hole. Maybe a little Epsom salt. Some worm castings. And then this nice looking pepper seedling. No. Put me down. I hate this. I hate change. Leave me alone. Loosen the roots. You leave my roots alone, you pervert. Stick it in the hole. Put soil around it. And now, tamp it down. Oh. Oh, wait. This feels kind of good. No, it's really good. Being tamped. Oh, I feel secure. And my roots have room to roam. Look at this sunshine. And the other pepper plants. Hi. Hello. Oh, I'm going to like it here. Join us next time for the next episode of The Little Seed Pot. Will the little seed pot survive? Despite drought, despite heat, despite diseases and pests, will the brave little pepper plant be able to fend for itself in the garden? Only time will tell. Christy, I've never done this before. I've never judged my garden before. Well, you know what? We start off with the first thing, Edith. Uh-huh. Live from Christy's basement, <laughs> it's the first ever... Academy of Gardens, Gardeners, and Gardening Awards! That's right. We are judge, jury, and um, executioner. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well, let's get started, Chrissy. I can't wait to hear how you rated your garden. Well, my first category, Edith, yes. is best hair. Best hair. Yes. Oh, that's great. Okay. Um. And the award for best hair in my garden is Mexican feather grass, also known as angel hair. Oh, how clever are you? This is an ornamental grass. I've had it in my garden for uh, almost like 15 years. It's really beautiful, folks, because it has these delicate feather-like leaves that will flow gently in the wind. And it kind of looks like blonde hair, doesn't it? It is. It's really pretty. In fact, in, in the middle of the summer, I will comb it out. I'll take my rake <laughs> and I'll give it, because the, the seed heads will make it a little clumpy. So uh -huh. I'll give it a nice a nice combing. Oh, And in fact, good. just this week, I cut, I cut it all back down to about six inches. Yeah. So that the new leaves and new hair will grow out. So everybody got a haircut. And just like last week that we talked about, I... Put it in a ponytail with a bungee cord uh -huh. and hacked it off with my Japanese hoary knife. Uh-huh. You also told me that pollinators use that to overwinter. Yeah. 
which is why I now like ornamental grasses. Well, if you like it, let me know because it really has overseeded a lot. And I need to get rid of a lot of it. I don't want any, no. Oh, no. But thank you. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. My first uh, award is the most dependable. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is my Concord grapevine. This grapevine I've had, I planted it when I first moved into the house like 24 years ago. And uh, it's it's unbelievable. It has weathered Japanese beetles and birds and my mother cutting it off because she thought it was some sort of a weed and it wouldn't grow. I give grapes, pounds and pounds and pounds and pounds of grapes to people all over the place. You know, they make jelly with it or or uh, juice and uh, it's very healthy and it grows beautifully and it feeds the birds as well. How dependable. So dependable. I'm, I'm jealous. I have a grapevine that does nothing and I live two blocks away from you. What kind of grapes do you have? I don't know, but it's the same size it's always been since I moved into this house 20 years ago. It's not ornamental now. I don't think so. Uh-huh. Well, okay. Well, thank you. I just want to thank. Thank you. I want to thank grape. the gra- if the my grapevine would talk, he would say, "Thank you so much." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you like me. You like me. You really <laughs> like me. Yes, I do. Grapevine. Our next award is for best makeup. Best makeup. Yes, I love how you're doing this. Okay, <laughs> so what is makeup in a garden? What does that mean? The best makeup goes toward my zucchini plant. Because all year long, it had the makeup of a yellow summer squash. (laughs) So, uh, friends, if you remember, this is, I kept trying to grow zucchini last year. And every time I planted it, it came back as a yellow summer squash. she always used the same packet of seeds, which apparently she didn't get clued in early enough. I just couldn't imagine, like, did I plant the wrong thing? And I thought, uh-huh. well, surely this has to be it. I did it three times. I kept getting. So I just think, now I think that was just zucchini with amazing makeup. Like, did you see um, uh, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, that movie with yes, Jessica I did. Chastain? Yes, 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 I did. Okay. That was incredible makeup, wasn't uh-huh, it? It's it was. probably going to win the Oscar. I would not be surprised because yeah, really she was. was unrecognizable. I think that my zucchini is the Jessica Chastain of my garden. Good for you. Way to way to take a little mistake and turn it into something fabulous. Okay, so um, my next award is for the most beautiful. And that would go to my peach tree. Mm. My peach tree who, when it has its, its blossoms, those beautiful pink blossoms is gorgeous. When it has peaches, it's gorgeous. In the fall, it I just love it. It I love this tree so much, and the peaches are beautiful as well. And this is my way of thanking it. Oh, congratulations, peach tree. Yay! My next award is for best special effects. Special effects. Okay. Yes. Okay. The award for best special effects in my garden goes to butterfly weed. Oh. And this is a perennial that is prized for its very large sort of flat-topped orange flowers. And it's a type of milkweed. And in early fall, after the blooms have faded, it'll get a pod that's about two to four inches long. And these pods contain the seeds. And when the pods open up, it's like an explosion of fireworks where they, they all have these little cotton, the seeds have these little cotton edges to it. So it's like a parachute. And the pod explodes and these seeds float all over the neighborhood. Christy, what's the difference between a butterfly butterfly weed and a butterfly bush? 
Oh, very different. A butterfly weed is from the milkweed family. Okay. And a butterfly bush is actually something that is quite invasive. So it's actually the weed. The butterfly bush, though, that you say is invasive, I'm thinking that is more like a weed. It does have really pretty flowers on it. Does it? Okay. But it can be invasive. Some people don't care for it very much because it can take over your whole garden. Okay, my my third, my third, I'm afraid I'm shaming something in the garden. My third award is called It's Not Me, It's You. And it's for the New Zealand spinach that never grew. Yeah. I kept telling our listeners about it. I can't wait because it's going to be hot, but I'm going to have spinach. I did not. It just fried up. And when I say it's not me, it's you, I'm being harsh. Maybe it probably was me. <laughs> no, no, no. Because it's not you. No, <laughs> I planted no. it in no, July. Eat it. <laughs> it's not you. <laughs> Thank you, Christy. <laughs> it's that freaking New Zealand spinach. New Zealand spinach. Uh, how about Edith? Yes. How about best villain? Best villain. You had a villain in your garden. Yes. No wonder you talked about execution. Who was your villain? I'm going to guess, you probably, you you know what it is, but it's not what you think it is. Okay. You might think it's Japanese beetle, right? Yeah. It's not. What is it? I thought long and hard about this. And I actually had Japanese beetle for a while, but then I realized, you know what? I didn't have that bad a year with them. What I really had a bad year this year was quack grass. Oh, you hate quack grass so much. I wish it was, um, I wish it wasn't so nasty, but it's a great villain in my yard. This is a perennial weed, friends, that has rhizomes that go underneath the ground. So you can pull and pull and pull, uh-huh. and it's always going to come back. Yeah. And where does it come back? It comes back like in the middle of another perennial. Yes, it comes back it in hides. the middle of the rose bushes or in the middle of Jupiter's beard. Like a lot of villains, it's very clever. It's clever. So it's clever. Sneaky. Diabolical and clever. Yes. Yeah, so, well, best villain. Speaking of villains, um, I have an award for the best drama tearjerker. That was would be the death of my plum tree. Oh, yeah. Look at you. You're so empathetic. That was really sad. That was really sad. And that's all we're going to say about that. Well, you tried so hard to keep it alive. I did. I called the extension. They came out. I went out there. I showed them samples. There's a lot of stuff you can do, folks. If you feel like something in your garden is dying, whatever state you're in, look up your extension, your agricultural extension office. And you know, Edith, you should win an award for that too, because you were like Shirley MacLaine in the end of Terms of Endearment. Oh my God. Oh, 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 you were you did everything. I did everything. I really did. I did everything I could. And then finally, you just like old Yeller, you took care of the tree yourself. You are triggering all of my sadness right now. (laughs) Old Yeller and terms of endearment, Christy. (laughs) Did I ever tell you you're my hero? You're everything I wished I could be. Oh, it's been so long since you've sung a song. That's great. And I could fly higher than an eagle. But now we're going to go to something funny. Why don't we move on to our next pod play? Because you are the one beneath my wings. <laughs> Goose, there's someone here to see you. She said she has some poems for the new edition of Mother Goose's Nursery Rhymes. Oh, well, Jill, let her in then. This is Meredith Houston Smythe. Do come in, Miss Houston Smythe. You can sit on that tuffet right there. 
Thank you, Miss Goose, but there's a rather large spider on it. Shoo it away, then. No. Then sit on the bench, won't you? There's what appears to be egg yolk on it. Oh, that's just silly Humpty. He leaks a little. I will be standing. All right. Suit yourself. What have you brought to me, then? It's a collection of poems. The collection is titled Howling in Anguish at the Garden. And the first poem is Raging at my Radish. Raging at a radish? Why ever would you rage at a vegetable? The seed packet showed a ruby-red radish, but what I grew was putrid, pale, and rather saddish. I didn't know why, so I started to cry and listened to the comedy of Tiffany Haddish. And what is a Tiffany Haddish? She's a comic that rhymes with radish. I see. I think I've heard enough. I once grew a single raspberry, the color of an embarrassed Drew Carey. But only one is just wrong, so I played it some songs, like The Wasteland by the Brit Brian Ferry. You played The Wasteland for a raspberry? I was shaming the raspberry. I see. Thank you, but... Last summer, I grew a big broccoli. Mary Mary Contrary passed by and said mockily, It's gone completely to seed. It looks like a weed. And then she flounced away all cockily. Cockily? What is cockily? <laughs> it means to move in a cocky manner like a rooster. A rooster? Yes. As well as being a reference to Mary's cockle shells, I thought it genius. Well, it's something, that's for sure. Thank you. Take this, Miss Houston Smythe. What's this? UpsideDownTulips.com Practical and non-judgmental advice on gardening, which maybe you could use. Thank you. Tulips. What rhymes with tulips? Tulips, blue lips, new lips, Q-tips, shoe tips, tunips, tunics, eunuchs. Oh, I must go. I have poems to write. I'll be back, Miss Goose. Goodbye, Jill. A to Jack. Oh, dear Jill. No good deed goes unpunished. Except for growing things. Grow something, everyone. It's a wordless poetry. And we're back at the 79th Academy of Gardens, Gardeners, and Gardening Awards. Our vegetable gardens wait in the wings, breathless. <laughs> Who's gonna win what? What do you got for your next award, Christy? Best newcomer. Ooh, a newcomer. Yeah, good one. Yeah. Well, in my garden last... Last year, I had 
lavender reseed itself. Uh huh. And all these little seedlings, I picked up and I put them where I wanted them to. And guess what? They grew. They grew and they all lived. That is really good to know. That's really wonderful. Lavender. And this is lavender that I grew from seed that reseeded. Oh, that's really nice. That's a really proud feeling when things yeah. like that happen. That's a wonderful feeling. So keep being a newcomer in my garden as far as I'm concerned. Because who doesn't like lavender? Oh, yeah, really? My next award is for the dark horse, something I never thought that I would ever give an award to. Remember I told you about my puny garlic? Mm-hmm. So puny, so t- like the size of a fingernail, almost not worth, you know, harvesting. The cloves must have been like dimes, like they so were, thin. Yeah. Oh, so tiny. Well, this past summer, I collected all the scapes. The scapes are the shoot that it the garlic puts out, and then it makes like a curly cue at the top. And I froze all of it, and I have been using it. All winter long. I put it in soup. I fry it. I put it in sauces. It's fantastic. I was going to, I hate to say the word kill, but I was going to dig up all my old garlic, but I'm not going to now because of the scapes. Nice. Isn't that good? Best dark horse. Best dark horse ever. I have a best documentary in my garden. You have a documentary in your garden, Christy? What is it? Yes. Does it it happen in Tomato Town? It does not happen in Tomato Town. Where does it happen? It happens in a crock of stoneware, Edith. Uh-oh. This is the documentary <laughs> of my cabbage and Gunther, the this is the, your te- the sauerkraut experiment. This is your tearjerker. Yeah, it's a true story. Mm-hmm. And um, I did a lot of research on it, you know, found out that what I did wrong. I interviewed a lot of people for this documentary. Did you? It's all very factual. Found out that probably I just didn't have it clean enough. Like the stone earthenware might not have been clean enough. It wasn't anaerobic enough, so it's spoiled. And it's supposed to smell... It's like supposed, it's supposed to have a smell like yeah, sauerkraut, sure. but it's not supposed to smell like bad feet. No. No. <laughs> or even good feet. Because feet, you know, have a smell, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, are you going to try again? Are you going to try again this year? I have to, don't you of think? Course, of course you do. You know, I think our listeners demand it. I think uh, I they'd think, be disappointed. Yes, if we I have gotten so many letters demanding that you do the yes. sauerkraut. And just this week, Edith, you know what I ate is I ate your sauerkraut. You did, yeah, because it's um, you know it was you know St. Patrick's season, uh-huh. and so we had I got some corned beef, and so we made Reuben's. Nice. And your cor- your sauerkraut is amazing. Oh, thank you so it was much. So crispy. Thanks. Yeah, it was. Really and if wonderful. I just a, a note this year. Just make sure that you've squeezed. You have to squeeze That's it right. so I didn't squeeze hard. Enough. Make your hands some and handy do it. So make him yes. do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a best supporting plant award. Oh, nice. This is for my arugula. My arugula that you told me to grow and I grew because of you got me through between early lettuce greens and Swiss chard. It took over the middle. You put a lawn chair over it, it extended its life, which meant that I had, you know, greens and lettuce for nine months. So thank you, Arugula. Oh, wonderful. Uh, my best international award? Yeah. From the country of Brazil uh-huh. is the Pequeno pepper. <gasps> Ooh, really? I got this as a seedling from our friend Mel down the street, uh-huh. who usually will start peppers and tomatoes, and 
the bikinho, she told me, don't put it in the ground, put it in a container. Oh. So I did, and all year long, I watered it faithfully, and it grew, and it grew, and maybe it's like 12 inches tall. And then all of a sudden, it had these pretty little flowers on it. I thought, well, that's kind of nice. It was on my patio. And then the flowers developed into these very small teardrop-shaped pods that were, you know, maybe like a half an inch yeah. big. Yeah. They started off by being green. Then they turned light green, then they turned white, then they turned like a peachy color, then they turned pink, and then they turned red. Beautiful. So at various times, this little plant was full, this multicolored plant gave me such joy. And Not what, a lot of peppers. Did you but, eat them though? Did, you know, I dried them. Yeah. And I have them. I haven't, you know, I, we tried them here once in the That's right. They were awfully good. Um, and I put it up in the attic to see if I can keep it alive. Oh, this is the one in the attic right now. So, uh... I have two of those type of, I have two peppers up there. Um, and I have to say, the bikinho does not look good. Well, they say, though, did, didn't they warn us? Yeah. It, it'll it'll fall off. Don't freak out. They don't freak out. So let's not freak out. But one has green, like green, you know, limbs. And yeah. the other, the bikinho looks a little brown. Okay. Well, let's let's see if it can hold on yeah. like for another month. That All it needs to do is another month or six weeks. Yeah. Okay, well, I also have a best foreign production, and this comes from France. And this is, of course, my Marvel of Four Seasons. Of course it is. I've been talking about it all year. It's up again. It is the best producing and the best tasting lettuce that I have ever, ever grown. Vive la France. Vive la France. This is not really a like an Academy Award nominee. It's more like an award you'd give in high school, Edith. But this award best is- Best Personality? This is most likely to succeed. <laughs> okay. Okay. And by this, I mean not, you know, to be successful. You're being I meant, encouraging. It's something I that meant, failed, right? And you're trying to be encouraging? No, this no. is something that more like in the lines of the garden term of succession gardening. Oh. So, oh, clever. That's why I get paid the big bucks, Edith. Yeah. So the plant I had that was most likely to succeed this year is green beans. I planted green beans in rows of succession. Yeah. Every four weeks, I had green beans from July until the until frost. Oh, that's great. And they were always fresh and delicious and wonderful. And then toward the end, you know, the couple that, you know, maybe went too far uh-huh. and I didn't catch them in time. Uh-huh. I just let them stay there and get all dried, and they're going to su- succeed again because they're going to be the beans in my garden this year. So you the, collected the seeds, right? The succession will continue. And also, as we know from last week, beans are one of the easiest things to grow, folks. Yeah, and I don't, I know, I don't do pole beans, so I don't need to support them. I do mm-hmm. something called a bush bean. Yeah, bush beans, and are- they can get a little floopy, but boy, they're nice, and they have really pretty flowers. Don't they're, you think? Oh, Edith? I love the flowers. Yeah. They're so, so, so pretty. All righty, my next award is the "I'm Not Mad, I'm Disappointed" award, <laughs> and it goes to my cauliflower, which grew this gigantic plant and no cauliflower. Remember that? No head at all. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, that's so weird and so disappointing. That one, I don't know if I did something wrong. I don't know what happened. It's not you, Edith. It's not you. Thank you. (laughs) It's the cauliflower. I'm so disappointed. My award for best ensemble. Oh, I like that award. Best ensemble. Uh Which is, I think, is the the best gathering of of grouping of flowers Uh I have in my garden. It's that in June, these following flowers will all be in bloom together in the same area of my garden. Yarrow, which is a golden yellow. Love yarrow. Mm-hmm. Jupiter's beard, which is a raspberry color. 
cat mint, which will be like, I'd say like a bluish color. Uh-huh. And then I have main night salvia, which is deep, deep purple. So I have the yellow, the raspberry, the blue, and the deep purple all blooming at the same time. Best ensemble in my garden. Nice, Christy. My next award goes for best story. And that in my garden or anybody's garden at this point was my sunflowers. Not only are they the national flower of Ukraine, they are also, they clean your soil. They are seeds for birds and squirrels and bees love them and they're beautiful and they shade other things. You couldn't, you can't do better than sunflowers. Best story. Best story. Thank you, sunflowers. The Lifetime Achievement Award in my garden, Edith, goes to my peace rose. Oh, I love that thing. And this rose was here when I moved in 20 years ago. I don't know how long it's been there, but the peace rose has a long history. It was um, actually started in France. And during World War II, uh, was at a church, a, a gardener took it and rescued it and brought it to England. And they named it the peace rose. And so if you ever have a rose that starts off kind of white and turns a little yellow and then turns like the softest pink. Um, it's, 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 it's magical. It is magical. It really is I've magical. It, it's probably been, who knows? It could have been, my house is almost, what is it like 90 years old? It could have been there for 90 years, wow. that rose. I have no idea. Oh. That's why I give it my lifetime achievement award. And now we're going to show the clips, right? Uh-huh. The well, montage of my rose. Okay. Oh, see, do you see them, everybody? Oh, yes. That was a good year. Beautiful. Oh, yes. That was a good, that was a good rose My last award, best all around, is for Swiss chard. Mm. I want to say that. Wow. You've come around on Swiss chard. Thanks to Lula, one of our listeners, the seeds I got from Bounty Beyond Belief, and like, like your peace rose, it, they're, they are rainbow. So they're red and they're yellow and they're green. Today, I dug two of them out, two dead ones out of my garden. And do you know, they have these huge roots. And before I put them in my compost bin, I looked closely and I realized this root, this Swiss chard root is a home for worms. It was covered in worms deep in the soil. Wow. I'm so glad I looked. So I put it, of course, outside. I I put it in the earth not in the bin where the heat would kill them. So it is still doing good things. It did good things for the soil. There are two plants still alive that I could actually eat a leaf or two now. And it is, it's just my all around, best all around Swiss chard. Wonderful. Congratulations to all the winners of the Academy of Gardens, Gardening and Gardeners Awards. All those things. (laughs) And you know, if you're bummed that you didn't win, and, or you weren't even nominated, mm-hmm. right? Then do better, okay? Right, Just yeah, do suck better. it up. We are sweating our balls off here, working <laughs> in the garden. Do better. Hey, Christy. Hey, Edith. Uh, do you know what time it is? I have no earthly idea because of daylight savings. I'm all messed up. Oh, me too. But you know what? Messed up or not, it is mailbag time. Ring, ring. Do you have a letter? I do. This comes from our friend Dave from the beautiful city of Chicago. And you know what? Dave is a garden party member, Edith. Oh, nice. He writes, we have hollyhocks that are always getting buggy and the leaves turn to Swiss cheese. Yet they keep growing and happily flowering. Do you see that out there as well? Best Dave. I do. My hollyhocks 
Except for the flowers always look like crap. You know? <laughs> yeah. The leaves I always stuff? wish I could get hollyhocks that looked like my grandmother's because they were so beautiful. Well, what do you think we're doing wrong? Well, one thing is, is that um, hollyhocks need full sun and they need, guess what kind of soil they need, Edith? I bet you they need acid. Moist. Oh, moist. Okay. They need moist, they need rich, moist, rich well-drained soil. soil. Okay. And so here out in the Denver metro area, you know, we have to we have to work a little, especially hard, yeah. to have that kind of soil. Um, so the mistake I think a lot of hollyhock growers can make is to plant this flower in soil that's too dry. Now, Dave, if you don't have that problem, another problem that's most likely your issue is our weevils. It's bugs that will make those lacy patterns on hollyhocks. Um, and that can happen out here too. Mm-hmm. My suggestion to you is during the day, spread a cloth underneath your plants and shake off the plants, any type of bugs that you see on them, and drown them in a jar of soapy water. You could also spray insecticidal soap on them like a neem oil. Uh-huh. Don't forget, Japanese beetles love hollyhocks. They will get right into the flowers. I Those saw that little, last, yeah. I know. And did you ever make little little dolls out of hollyhocks? No. Uh-uh. You never did. You could turn the flower mm-hmm. upside down to be the skirt, and then you take a bud with a toothpick on top. I didn't live in, on the prairie there. Oh, okay. Christy. <laughs> so in Germany, you weren't making no, another farm in Pennsylvania? No, apple, little apple dolls. Okay, all right. No, cornhouse um, dolls. Another thing that can happen to hollyhocks also is that they can get a rust on them. Uh, so you should keep an eye out for that also. It usually attacks the lower leaves first and it will spread to upper leaves. And to keep the rust at a minimum, remember to water from below. So water the toes, never the nose. And you could also treat that with the fungicide. We recommend you, you you doing an organic fungicide. There's lots of them out there and you can make your own. I'm glad that you said toes, not the nose. We haven't said that in a long time. And it, that's really important for almost every plant, come yeah. to think of it. Good. Well, good luck with your hollyhocks, Dave. And friends, if you want to be like Dave and join the garden party, which means you're a patron, a supporter of Upside Down Tulips, um, that just click on the link in the show notes. It's so easy. Just click on that link. And if you want to hear your letter read in mailbag, just write to us at UpsideDownTulips.com or at UpsideDownTulips at Gmail. You can't, we can't read it if we don't get it. Yeah, write to us. We want to hear from you. Sure. And now it's time for your inspiration of the week. Take it away, Edith. Thank you, Christy. This is from Robert Brault, who is a writer. And he says, Why try to explain miracles to your kids when you can just have them plant a garden? Isn't that nice? Beautiful. No bigger miracle. Exactly. And you can eat it. How many miracles can you eat? I can't think of a single one, Edith. Or take to a farmer's market and sell or give away. You can't do that with like... Walking on water. No. <laughs> multiplying <laughs> loaves. Well, yes. I guess you could with multiplying loaves, but that hasn't been done in a really long time. A, cu- a couple years, I'm told. <laughs> yes. All righty, friends. You've reached the end of another fabulous episode of Upside Down Tulips. Thanks so much for listening. We're Edith Weiss and Christy Montour Larson. And if you got some laughs and some value out of this week's episode, could you please do us a favor and hit that subscribe, like, or follow button wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you very much, Denise Gentilini, for composing and performing our theme song. You want more? Yes. Go to denisegentilini.com <laughs> or you can find that link at UpsideDownTulips.com. Thank you to the many talents of our kind friend, Catherine Gray. 
Thank you to our excellent yet enigmatic engineer. And a special thanks to our local nursery and friend of the show, Southwest Gardens. Thanks, Carrie. Join us next week for another episode that will delight and amaze you, hopefully. (laughs) And don't forget, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Upside down.